um, identifying values. So what we end up doing is we focus so much on what to do. What am I going to do? But that's the output of the discussion of who am I? And who am I is all about identifying what my values are. And what I mean by that, it's not your morals, the things you learn from church, et cetera. It's not about ethics, meaning the rules of your profession, but it's about what are the things that are important to you. Retirement. That's what we're all aiming at, right? But exactly what does that mean? It conjures up visions of endless days of golf, drinks with little umbrellas in them on a tropical beach, feet up reading a book. Is that what it's all about? I don't think so. Life would get pretty dull after a while without anything meaningful to do, don't you think? I'm Jackie Doucette, and I'm on a mission to discover exactly what life is like beyond retirement. Join me while I chat with people who've already done it, who've retired to something rather than from something. Let's find out together exactly what's waiting for us when we say goodbye to that nine to five. everybody. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Retirement. Today, I've got Laura Barker joining me. After 20 years of working in HR, Laura recently transitioned to full-time work as a career coach. She's worked in multiple industries of different sizes and scopes, and now she coaches people who are seeking meaningful work aligned with their values. Thanks for joining me today, Laura. Oh, thanks, Jackie. It's a pleasure to be here. So, as I always do, let's start with a little bit about you. I said you used to work in HR and now you're a career coach. What drove you to that change in uh, career path? Uh, it took a while to figure out. Um, I was feeling, I loved HR. I loved the people aspect of HR. But what I found over time is that um, my day-to-day was less about people and more about administration. <laughs> Yep. Um, so, you know, over, t- it was not a, a quick thing. It was a gradual thing. And I realized that it didn't satisfy me, but I didn't know what else, what else was out there. So I tried project management because I remember, I remember I loved doing projects in my jobs because I felt I was growing, expanding, but when I did it every day, that was not it. <laughs> so I had a few people say to me, you know, Laura, I think you'd be a great coach. And the first time I heard it, I dismissed it. I'll be honest. Um, but when I heard it a couple other times, I thought, okay, there's something here. The universe is sending me a message. Um, so what I did was I quit that project management job. I enrolled in my coaching uh, courses and I took another HR job. And I told them at the outset, this is my final HR job. I'm letting you know I will become a coach in a couple of years. And, uh, and here I am now. A few years have passed and uh, I've done the transition. Oh, that's wonderful. And now you're happy, obviously. Oh, yeah, it's lovely. It's lovely to, um, I know it's scary to be on my own, but at the same time, it's so empowering. (laughs) Nobody telling you what to do except you. Yeah, yeah, I create my own path. Yeah, that's it, exactly. Mm -hmm. So I mentioned in in the intro that you help people find meaningful work aligned with their values. So in my in my point of view, meaningful work means something that has a purpose, something that yes. that we get some kind of result out of, either external or internal result. Mm-hmm. Um, going into retirement, I've had a lot of people say to me, "I can't retire because then I've got nothing. I have no purpose." Yeah. yeah. So, how do you help people get over that? Because I know people in at any stage in life can yeah. be looking for purpose, but yeah. I think it especially 
um, is uh, pertinent to people who are heading into retirement? Oh, completely. I compl- it's a transition time. It's a time of change. And that's when these things tend to bubble up. Um, but I do, I totally agree with you. And I think that um, identifying values. So what we end up doing is we focus so much on what to do. What am I going to do? But that's the output of the discussion of who am I? And who am I is all about identifying what my values are. And what I mean by that, it's not your morals, the things you learn from church, et cetera. It's not about ethics, meaning the rules of your profession, but it's about what are the things that are important to you? So um, when we do the work around values, what we're looking at is uh, we do different exercises uh, to pull out people's values. Because what tends to happen is um, if I were doing this with you, Jackie, you may be so close to it, you can't see even what your own values are, but they come out in the stories through um, words and phrases. And through that, we develop like a value chain, et cetera. We develop what your values are. And then with that, figuring out what to do in retirement or at any other transition is so much easier because all you need to do is align with your values and you know you're going to feel good. So, excuse me, you say your values aren't your morals or the things that you believe that you've been taught, your ethics. That's Mm -hmm. that's interesting. I've always I've always thought that the things that I value are the things that well, they're the things that are important to me, but those would be the things that drive the way that I that I act and the way that I conduct myself through my day-to-day life. <clears throat> so I'm thinking um, my themes for this season were or are planning, freedom, confidence, generosity. I would say that those are my values. Those are the things that are important to me. Um, mm-hmm. Primarily, probably freedom now that, you know, now that I'm looking at retirement and and trying to gauge what's going to happen afterwards. But I think, I think for a lot of people, um, confidence and and generosity are maybe more important. And I I don't know whether those are considered, would be considered values for people or just, I don't know, ideals to aim for. What do you think? So I think what I hear what you're saying about the confusion there. And I think What I mean by that is morals are externally driven. So I was raised Catholic. And um, as a little girl going to Catholic school and Catholic church, I was told all these things about being kind and being generous. I may or may not value that internally. Okay. I would say most people would value kindness and generosity. I would agree. But on a scale um, I actually, kindness is one of my top, one of my top values, but it may not be a top value for somebody else. So it's just, it's a, it's a question of orientation is what I'm getting at externally driven versus internally driven. Okay. So then in, in going back to the themes, um, in your, your little intro that you uh, sent to me, yeah. you talked about, um, focusing on generosity and, and how that affects people. Um, can you talk a little bit about about how that might play into life after retirement? Yeah, well, retirement is such a wonderful stage of life. And I know it's scary. And this is why you're doing what you're doing. Um, because I think too often the discussion just becomes narrowly focused on um, financial well-being. Do I have enough to retire? And that is like this much. 
of what retirement, the retirement discussion should be about. There's so much more. Um, and so in terms of generosity, retirement is a wonderful time to, to look at what are my interests? And once I know what my values are, what are the things I want to do to give back? Because generosity, I think for many is expressed as helping or giving back either through time, money, resources. Right. And um, going back then a little bit to the coaching that you do, you say you help people figure out what their values are. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you do that? Like you talk, you, you talked about it coming through in stories. Yeah. Um, do you just yeah. ask people to tell them, tell you about their life? What do you do? Yeah. So that is too broad a question. When we ask people <laughs> to tell them about their lives, it's too, it's too broad. People get overwhelmed by that. Yeah. But a different way to approach it would be to say something like, um, think about a peak experience. What were you doing? Where were you? How did you feel? And you bring up that moment and through the, that as an example, you can get val- you can pull values from there. Okay. So if, if uh, people, if someone comes to you and then they're looking for some guidance, they have an idea about what they want to do after they retire. Um, how can you help them kind of go down the right path? Mm-hmm. Well, if they already know what they want to do, then really this is a discussion about execution. Um, typically what, if people are coming to, to me or coming to a coach is because they're not quite sure, is this really what I'm, I'm meant to do? And one of the things we can do in those discussions is we look at um, resonance versus dissonance. How do you feel? Are you aligned with your values? When you feel aligned, you feel resonant in that choice that you've made. So for people who aren't familiar with resonance and dissonance, resonant, being resonant with something yeah. means that you're happy about the way things are going. You're, you're comfortable in your life. Um, is that, is that right? Yeah. You feel good. It's that simple. I feel good. And when I say feel good, I'm not just talking here. I'm talking, you feel it in your body. I feel good. Or I feel, when I feel dissonant, I'm uncomfortable. Um, see the shoulders, the shoulders go up. Um, I feel, I feel, uh, unhappy or yeah, that's, that's dissonance. So can you tell us a little bit about, um, one of your clients, someone who has uh, come to you and had no idea what they were doing and how they, how they progressed through the, your program? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've talked to people at different ages and stages of their lives. I actually, at this point, I don't know that it's reflective of being a certain age, which I might have thought a couple of years ago. So retirement is an inflection point. Um, women coming back to the workforce after mm-hmm. being off for a few years to raise their kids, another inflection point. Um, others, an example would be um, who are just burnt out two years after the, of, of this pandemic, and they've just been um, burning the candle at, at both ends, and they can't they can't continue. They can't continue in this vein. So they need to, to it's like they need to regroup um, and figure out who am I? What are my priorities? So through that, one of the other things that I deal with is time management comes up a lot. And um, within that bucket of time management, there's issues around establishing boundaries, setting priorities, um, and using time effectively. So that that's interesting. Setting setting boundaries, setting schedules, that sort of thing. It, it's not something that 
we generally associate with being retired because generally speaking, the idea is now you've got lots of time. You don't have to um, set a schedule or have uh, a limit to what you're doing and when you're doing, but I don't think that's right. I think, I think we still need to have boundaries. Yeah. Oh, completely, completely. And the the mammalian brain um, is 95% habit. So whether you're retired or you're, you're working full time, we, we, we rely on these habits of behavior of life to get through our day to day. We, we want structure. We actually crave it. Um, that structure may look different when we're retired than when we're working full time, but we need that structure. It gives us safety. There's safety within parameters. So how do you help someone if they've come to you and, and you know, let, let's say I've just retired. Um, I've walked away from my, you know, 40 some year career and I've decided I don't want to do anything anymore. I don't want anybody telling me what to do. I, I don't want any um, constraints on my time but now I'm feeling lost. So how do you help me? What, what do you, what do you do for me? I know that's very broad. No, no, I know, but it comes back to, okay. Sometimes it's easier to start with. What do I not want? I don't want rules. I don't want a boss. I don't want this. And just writing that all out, getting it out of your system, what you don't want, because through that action, it's like a mirror. You start to see on the other side of that mirror. What do I want? Okay, I don't want a boss. Well, what does that look like then? What does that mean? So that's one, one thing that we would do. Another would be about, again, values. Going back to identifying values because, I mean, Jackie, you'd be surprised a lot of people don't take that time for introspection um, to, to know who they are. And so using retirement as an example, they come to retirement and they feel lost. Why are they lost? Because they don't know who they are. And that's something... So it's a process. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was, I was just going to say that's something that I've said a, a lot of times is you've got to take the time oh. to think about what you want and, and yes. who you want to be. Yes, yes, yes. And and sometimes when people, when I have found when I've used that, the phrase like that, it stresses people. So, so what I find sometimes helps people is to say, you don't have to be someone else. We're uncovering who you are. Um, and that's a feeling like, okay, I don't need to pretend to be something or someone else. Okay, we're just uncovering. We're just uncovering. That's interesting. I, get, I can see that that could be um, exciting, I guess, trying to figure mm-hmm. out, you know, who you really are, because you've been somebody for other people for so many years. You've been, you've been playing a role in whatever you're doing. And now it's time to, you know, step aside, you know, put, put down the act and be who you really are. And that I think that could be um, very uplifting for, for people. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and also the other aspect to this is we live in a society that values what we do. Um, We are defined by what we do. And so the, the reward for introspection, the reward for looking inward and defining values isn't necessarily there from the external world. You're not rewarded for it. No, that's true. And that's something that, that reminds me when, when you meet someone new, they always or almost always say, so what do you do? And mm-hmm. you re- reply with, you know, I'm a lawyer, I'm a plumber, mm-hmm. I'm a teacher. Mm-hmm. And that causes a big problem for people who are retired. Mm-hmm. They can say, well, I used to be, uh, 
but that doesn't say who you are. And it, it, it's a different kind of mentality. You've got to say, who, I, who am I, not what do I do? Yes, it's a challenge. It it's is. a challenge. It's almost like we need to create a script to help people to navigate that. I, I, it just happened to me last night. I met a couple of people and sure enough, just like you said, so what do you do um, going around the table? Um, and I remember a few weeks ago, a woman who was recently retired, the, the, it came around and, and she said, just she was struggling because she said, I used to be blah, blah, blah. And you could sense the loss of not being defined in that way anymore. And that's something that, that in my mind, puts a, a real negative twist on being retired. And I, and I think what I'm trying to do, I think, is, is make it a, a positive thing because it's not the end. And, and people keep looking at it in terms of what they've lost. Yes. You know, they've, even if it's positive things, you know, it's like no more boss, no more schedules, no more whatever. Those are all negatives. And I think maybe it's time to start thinking about the positive things. Like instead of saying, I used to be, I used to be a teacher. It's now I'm a lifelong learner yeah. or, you know, whatever. It's just, it's something different. And it's, it's going to be hard for people to do that. I think. Yes. And what you're really talking about is reframing this discussion. Yeah. Looking at retirement in a different light and Eventually, I hope our society moves to a place where we're not just defined by what we do, but we're not there yet. So we need to start that conversation by helping people know yeah. that I define myself by who I am, not by what I do. Yeah. And that I guess you can say that without without being or coming across as rude to someone when they say, so what do you do? It's like, well, you know, it's not a matter of what I do anymore so much as who I am. Mm -hmm. That's perfect. Yeah. See, you came up with the script right there on the spot of how you can respond to that situation. Yeah. I do lots of things because, mm -hmm. because now I'm free. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And there's something about that particular word, which is so um, tied to retirement, freedom. Yep. Yeah. And it's too bad. I think, I mean, I do the same thing. I, I thought of retirement as freedom because mm -hmm. I was tired of, you know, being told when to get up in the morning and what I had to do every day. And, mm -hmm. you know, that, that maybe I'm going to do the same things every day, but now it's my choice to get out of bed. And that's a, that's, yeah. a, that's a big thing. Yeah. 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 Agency. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. So um, what kind of advice do you have or, or would you have for people who are retiring I think we've we've gone through it all, but people who are retiring and they're um, ready to make a change, how would you suggest that they start? Mm -hmm. I would suggest they start with who am I? And then move on to what do I want? What do I do? So do you, um, I guess it, inner reflection, uh, journaling perhaps would be a good way of doing that. Mm -hmm. Although yeah. that seems to be a, uh, you know, a phrase or an action that people are a little bit uh, hesitant to start with if they haven't done it before, the idea of what journaling really is. Yeah, you know, journaling is so helpful because it, it actually is a way to get it out of your head and onto the page. It's, it's a release um, by getting it onto a piece of paper, particularly when you're handwriting. Um, there's something about the action of the handwriting 
I think some people get nervous about it. I, I wonder if some people get nervous about it because they think, oh, I'm not a good writer. It's yeah. work. It doesn't come easily to me. But no one needs to see it. And you can unburden yourself, for example, through journaling in a way you might not want to tell your best friend. Right. You just might want to write something down and get it out without um, telling somebody about it. So um, I think journaling is a wonderful tool. Uh, mornings is a great time to do it at the start of the day, um, just to set your intentions, etc. Uh, I think that's a great idea. Of course, there's also talking to friends. Um, because in the end, we're social animals and we all need each other. And so um, talking to friends who are going through something similar is so helpful. Or even just a, a lending, someone who can lend an ear to listen. So there's not as many people in the world who are like that yes, these days. Exactly. You want to, you know, I want to recognize that. <laughs> yeah, finding someone who is ready and willing to just listen and not try to fix your problem or offer solutions. Oh it's, it's, yes. It's so nice. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes you just want to vent and you don't need a solution. You just need to get it out of your system. <laughs> I guess. And, and saying that out loud, like you said, is, is important. Um, going back to the journaling for a second, because I think for me, it was a, it was a problem because I always worried about, am I doing it right? But I finally caught yeah. on that there isn't a, a right or a wrong. It's getting the ideas out of your head and down on the paper. So however you think about them, write them down exactly the same way. It just doesn't matter. And that's, I think mm -hmm. saying to someone, oh, do you keep a journal? Kind of scares a lot of people away because of what you said. They, you know, you yeah. I'm not a good writer. I don't, you know, I don't think in coherent sentences. It's like, well, that's okay. Mm -hmm. Then write down the little thoughts, the little blurbs that come into your mind. It's just, yep. it doesn't matter yep. what it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's a, you may know her, Jackie. Do you know Julia Cameron? I've heard that. Um, name. So she wrote a book. Now it's 30 years old. It's called The Artist's Way. And what it is, it's a journaling and it's a 12, a 12 week program and it's got prompts. Um, each chapter has a different theme. And so, so if someone is, I'm just putting it out there. If someone is interested in trying journaling, but is feeling a bit intimidated by it, um, her uh, methodology is she's a beautiful writer. She um, gives you great prompts. And uh, I, I can say for myself, having done it, I experienced a lot of personal growth through it. So if you need a bit of structure to get going, that's one tool to maybe consider. Awesome. I'll, uh, I'll make sure that that, that little line, Julia Cameron. Yeah. goes into the Art, show. The artist way. The artist yeah. way. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And that leads me well into the, the next question that I was going to have. Do you have any, um, any resources or tools that you can offer people to help them figure out even, you know, what their values are, what their, you know, what's going on in their life? Yeah. So I write a weekly blog and this is something I, I talk about regularly. <laughs> regularly um just the other day the one i wrote on the weekend was about like I, I write them on they publish on sundays um the one uh, this weekend was talking about um lessons i learned from from learning the texas two-step and um there is something about dancing and you realize that the roles of leader and follower both are necessary um it's not that one's more important than the other and what you learn about yourself when you're in we talked about this earlier today, alignment or resonance versus dissonance. Um, uh, when we're uh, out of rhythm, 
uh, and we lose, we lose the rhythm, we lose the connection, we're dissonant. And when we're in keeping with each other and we're following each other's movements, we are aligned and there's resonance. And that is a visual metaphor for some of these concepts that we're talking about here. Yeah. So um, anyway, that would be an example I would bring up. Oh, that's awesome. Um, if people wanted to get in touch with you, how can they do that? They're welcome to look at my website, Laura Barker Coaching. Okay, that's perfect. And I, I know when you, uh, when you uh, booked the interview, you sent me a video about um, five ways uh, the journaling makes you calm that you know that sort of thing so I think I'm going to put that on the uh, in the show notes a link to that video as well because I, I really oh, like that thank you I for me journaling is has been life-changing and I would encourage anyone to just try it give it a few months and try it um, I know it can't it can sound scary but uh, it's a great it's a great tool for learning about yourself so um, before we close up, is there anything that you'd like the uh, listeners to know about you, about your business, about life in general? I think we've covered a lot, actually, <laughs> um, in this short amount of time. So I feel uh, we're in a good place. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining me today, Laura. I've really enjoyed it. Oh, thank you, Jackie. I think the work you're doing is really important. And I'm so glad you're extending this discussion beyond just talking about the financial aspect of retirement. Uh, no, thanks. And that's it for this episode of Beyond Retirement. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I hope you enjoyed it. To check out the video interviews, please go to my YouTube channel at bit.ly forward slash beyond retirement. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash beyond retirement. Be sure to subscribe so you won't miss any new episodes.